Do you ever fear there won't be enough? Enough time, money, love, energy, food, insert any other resource. Well, I sure have. And in today's episode, we're chatting about how I'm working to overcome it. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new free live training, How to Create a $10,000 Turnaround or More This Year Without Working a Bajillion Hours or Selling a Kidney. We are going to do it live four times over the upcoming week, so make sure you grab your seat over at WalletWin.com slash webinar, and we'll see you there. This last week, I found myself in a little bit of a tizzy. Well, I find myself in tizzies quite often because I'm just one of those anxious type personalities. (laughs) But I was really, really worked up one day last week because I was overwhelmed by all the things that I needed to get done by the end of the week. We were coming up on a holiday weekend. We knew that we were taking the weekend to uh, toilet train our toddler, and I got a text um, on, I want to say, Thursday morning in the middle of the night at like 1.30 in the morning that our nanny, who was going to come Thursday, was sick. And I was having insomnia because I was up thinking about all the things I had to do, and now I got the death blow of like, I'm not going to get to do any of the things I need to get done the next day on Thursday because I don't have childcare. And guys, for, I I have tried to do work from home while my kids are also home. It just doesn't work. It's ugly. It it's uh people get testy, get ang- angry, they feel neglected, I feel stressed. It's a recipe for disaster. So I knew that nope, because I wasn't going to have childcare outside of maybe a 1-hour time period where people are in quiet time or nap time, I don't get to work on Thursday. And I woke up the next morning super, super stressed out because, again, I'd stayed up really late ruminating on all the things I had to do. Uh, And now here I was waking up feeling like it was the day where I needed to get it all done pressure-wise, but knowing I couldn't do anything about it. Like my hands were tied behind me. Uh, And so I spun my wheels. I went downstairs, got a cup of coffee, and forgot to eat breakfast with it, and that's always a bad thing for my anxious personality uh, because coffee on an empty stomach just kind of revs me up 10 notches, and then I'm really freaking out. So I had about a 90-minute window after waking up where I was just kind of an ugly version of Amanda because I was living the day out of this scarcity mindset of like, there's not enough time, there's not going to be enough energy, there's not enough hours in the day, like, when is this going to get done? Like total spin out, freak out, kind of like being testy with the kids. If they were, you know, being kids, I was finding them frustrating or like getting in my way. And um, then I just was like, you know what? Nope, we're getting out of the house because I'm going to, this is going to get real crazy if we stay here. So I just loaded all the kids up, blasted off to the children's museum. And on our way there, just kind of listening to some music, getting something to eat, And just trying to think about how it was all going to work, I just kind of realized, wait a minute, I've been spinning my wheels here, and you know what? This is not helpful. Sitting here stressing about how there's never going to be enough, nobody wins in that scenario. I'm pitting 
something against something else. And in this scenario, it was working against my kids. And like, I don't want those two things ever going head to head. That's not fair to anybody. And so it's time to do a reset. And by the time I got to the Children's Museum, I'd kind of mentally done kind of these reset mental exercises that I've been going through lately when I find myself in a pinch and in a spot. And I was able to enjoy a morning with the children at the Children's Museum. We came home. We had a great lunch. That afternoon, we continued to do some fun things together. And the day was a win overall. But what stood out to me that morning was I actually did an Insta story. If you're not following me at Amanda M. Tex on Instagram, uh, that's where you can find me. But I did a poll just kind of asking, you know, people, hey, have you ever struggled to think that there's going to be enough, enough time or money, love, energy, resource that you need at the moment, insert here? And a whopping 93% of people that filled out this poll said that they struggle with this too. And so it was just complete solidarity, guys. Like, I I struggle with it. 93% of you statistically are struggling with it. Um, and so this is something I want to talk about here today on the podcast because I just think that getting trapped in this place of believing, thinking, and feeling like there's just not enough, insert whatever it is here, It's just not a place to live. It bogs you down, steals your joy, and it doesn't free you up to be who you were created to be. So I want to talk about a few things that I've been doing lately to kind of reset my my mindset around these, these issues when they pop up for me. So that's what we're going to talk about here in the podcast today. Uh, so I've got three, three points, three actionable things that I've been working on, kind of building up the muscle, if you will, Uh, in my brain, whenever I come up against a scenario where it kind of gives me this fight or flight response and now I'm freaking out over whatever it is, seeming like there's just not enough of it at that moment, right? Okay. So point number one, what do I do? I reframe the situation by remembering back. This is so important. For those of you um, who are journalers, like this is a great way to just bust out the old journals. If you're not journaling, I highly recommend doing it. It not only does it help you kind of get your thoughts out, but it's amazing when you can go back and read old journals or stories or situations you were in, and you can watch how maybe you were freaking out on um, February 1st of 2011 about some situation and you had no idea how it was going to get figured out, blah, blah, blah. And then on February 4th, later that week, something amazing came up. There was a big breakthrough and all of a sudden what you needed in the moment came. It's super important, excuse me guys, to reframe your mindset by forcing yourself to remember what has happened in the past. Because most often, almost always, you've been in this situation before, right? And something came through, something worked out in the past. And so by going back and forcing yourself to remember that, it can be painful. Our our memories are fleeting, right? We want to just kind of gloss over things and it's easy to forget stuff. Gosh, it's easy to forget what happened last week. Um, And that's why it's so important to, to write things down. So that morning at the Children's Museum, I remembered on the drive thinking to myself like, hmm, have I ever been in a spot where... 
I thought, oh my gosh, there's just not going to be enough time to get whatever it is done. Like, ah, uh, yeah, like a, only a bajillion million times in my life. <laughs> and wait a minute, Amanda, what has happened to you in those scenarios? Hmm, well, something happened and the time either came available or I was able to kind of get my head focused and get it punched out, get it finally done, or the deadline got moved, or something happened and it was able to get done. Now, sometimes maybe it didn't work out, but in hindsight, I was able to see where I wasn't supposed to. Um, so sometimes that does happen too, but for the times that I really, really, really needed something time-wise to come through, and it was definitely you know, the right thing that was supposed to happen, the time became available. For the right things, the resource will appear. So I had to reframe by remembering back. Step two was just flat out refusing to see the world from that scarcity point of view. Just, okay, I remember how these things have been, you know, have come and gotten figured out in the past. And now I'm just flat out refusing like, nobody nope. I am not going to live in this mental space that there's just not enough. There's not enough time when I need to get stuff done. Um, there's just not enough energy. Like the kids just suck the suck the living daylights of energy out of me every day. <laughs> there's never enough money. There's always an emergency. Something comes up and wipes me out. Like, oh, uh, there's just not a lo- enough love to go around for like all my friends and all the people that, that I care about in my life or gosh, like there's a pizza on the table and like a lot of us are eating it and there's just not going to be enough. Like, what am I going to do when it runs out? I'm not living in that space anymore. I refused to stay in that spot and I'm going to now shift myself mentally. I am choosing to believe that if this is really what I'm supposed to do or who I'm supposed to be, there is going to be enough, whatever it is, to get me through to the other side. And I'm going to choose to believe that. Now, I come from, I'm a Catholic, and my point of view is that I have a God who's going to take care of me and who wants to give me everything that I need to become the woman that I was created to be in this world. And I am just flat out going to refuse to live out of any other point of view other than that my Heavenly Father always has my best interest in mind and He will provide me with absolutely every single resource that I need to do His will in my life. And so I refuse to believe that there's just not going to be enough and I choose to believe that there will always be enough for the things that I'm truly called to. All right, so reframing by remembering back, refusing to see the world from a scarcity point of view. And lastly, the third thing that I've been doing is Just choosing to trust and then take smart actions forward. So choosing to trust. uh, So that day I was freaking out and I just kind of was like, okay, no, nope, nope, nope. I believe the time will become available. Now, I can't do anything about it right now here at the Children's Museum. I'll figure it out later today, but it will. So in that place, I was just choosing to trust that, nope, I'm going to have a, something's going to come together. Something's going to figure itself out. and. Later today, I'm going to, you know, sit down with the old calendar, see if I can't punt or rearrange some things, ask for help, whatever. I'm going to take smart actions and something will kind of come together. I'm not just going to be a bump on a log and bitch and moan. 
I'm actually going to take some, I'm going to be trusting, but I'm also going to take smart actions to help opportunities come together, right? Now, I was there at the Children's Museum, and I got a phone call from my dad. And I had talked with him earlier that morning uh, when I was really anxious and stressed out. Now, I didn't tell him all the things I needed to get done. I didn't tell him how much time I needed. And I didn't ask him to help me because I was in my tizzy. I wasn't in, the, in a good mental space to even ask for help at this point. He called, though, and he's like, hey, I haven't seen the girls in, a, in a, you know, a, about a week. How about they come over tomorrow morning, just drop them all off, um, and then you go to a coffee shop and you get a ton of work done, and hey, I'll give them lunch. Why don't you just come back over when it's, you know, time to pick them up from their quiet time and naps, and you can get a ton of things done, and I'll get a good morning with the girls. And so I was able to get done the things that I needed to get done on Friday, a day that originally I hadn't even anticipated working. I was just going to spend that day with the kids because we don't usually have childcare on Fridays. Uh, But now something came together. And so the Thursday, you know, kind of not going as planned, ended up being just fine. And the 90 minutes that I spent freaking out (laughs) were kind of wasted. And so next time something like this comes up, I'm really hoping that the time shortens, right? I don't want to spend 90 minutes panicked. Someday I want to spend 90 seconds. If I continue to train my brain to believe uh, that I've been taken care of in the past, that I will have everything that I need to get what I need done, and to be trusting but also taking smart actions forward, This whole exercise could probably come down to about 90 seconds. So this was an example about time, right? My struggle to believe that there was going to be enough time. Now in Wallowin, we did a survey a couple weeks back just asking people about what's their biggest frustration with money. And lo and behold, not surprising because we've been at this for a while now, is people just stuck in this belief um, and the feeling and the emotion that there's just never enough money. There's always a little more month than there is money that comes in. Or as soon as they scratch up a little bit of savings, some sort of emergency comes in and will just whisk it away. And that there's just never quite enough money for the things that they need. In our upcoming webinar, we are going to tackle that question head on. So if you've ever resonated with that feeling like there's just not enough money, It always seems to just walk out on me. If there could just be a little bit more, we'd have something saved. Or if, gosh, if emergencies didn't just come in and constantly wipe us out and take anything extra. If that has ever been something you relate to, join us in this upcoming webinar. We are going to show you how to create a $10,000 turnaround or more in the next year. And guys, $10,000, that's a modest number. We've had many people create way bigger turnarounds, and I cannot wait to share their stories with you. So grab your seat over at walletwin.com slash webinar. We are only going to do it live four times, y'all, and we are capping the room at 100 seats per webinar. Things are going to get tight. So if you're ready to get that type of a result without working a bajillion hours or selling a kidney, doing something totally crazy or hating your life, Join us in the webinar by snagging your seat now, and we will see you there. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. 
Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.